0: Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Hello adventurers, and welcome back to Garnet Keep. Well, for the moment. Our patrons, Ryan Donnelly, Rory Christensen, Lanny Flanagan, Jolene Fresquez, Haley Munoz, Daniel Nichols, and Brian Dowling are waiting for you aboard the Sun God Though it seems like a storm has risen across the sea for our friends. An unholy storm.
1: Mr. Joy! Propelled Borders!
0: Dark Dragons, Season 5, Episode 7 Endora Foxglove.
1: Come on, Scott me your- what
0: the crusted figurehead slammed across the forward deck like a screaming banshee. The dead ship followed. Its shrieking crew and skeletal warriors spilled onto their deck. The green and blue ghostlight wrapped them all in an eerie glow of the undead. Oh my God, what, what is it? You're the sailor. You tell me. To that rail. Follow me! The pair ran in the opposite direction of the rag and seaweed clad bones of these ancient dead. Sophie swung her sword as the dwarven axe of Scotmere bit into the first shrieking warriors. Yes! Yeah. Dying, Whoa. Hold They stumbled backwards as the great ship's hardwood decks groaned and splintered under the weight of the animated wreckage. The smell of salt brine and rotten wood was domed by the violent icy rain and hail that pelted their soaked bodies. Zorn and Bash grabbed the far rail to hold on as they looked back in horror. The Sun God was sinking. From here they could see how this ancient ship towered above the deck. Zoran squinted as his eyes stung. Menacingly, the tall masts ended in faint sails he had never seen before. Or had he? Are those... dragon
1: wings? How? Why?
2: That's insane! That would mean... Sophie and Scottmere are already helping by attacking... And you two clowns are back here?
0: Bash and Zoran looked at each other briefly before turning to the stoic former commander of the Dark Army. Yep, definitely.
2: Uh, (laughs) Okay, fine. You're with me then. Look, see how they're spilling out from that point on the rear of the deck?
0: Uh, yeah, you mean aft? Is that their source?
2: Close. It's the source of whatever is commanding them. Otherwise, mindless dead would just wander around aimlessly. Come on, let's get up what's left of our main mass there, and maybe we can see over
0: the top. Uh, No offense, but that's the mizzen. Uh, Okay, yeah, you know what? Whatever. Sure, I'm stupid. Just follow me! The trio ran to the familiar hempen webbing of the shrouds and swung up to climb quickly to the top of the mizzen. The polished oak spar was intact on the last of the three mighty masts that had once propelled them across the ocean. Dabria pointed across the exposed glowing deck of their assailant. A single figure stood clad in the dark tear and black rags of a once proud ancient captain.
2: Yes! Kill them all! Take no porter and bring
1: me his head! <laughs>
0: Their hands shot out and blue fire erupted around them as they hurled it at the deck of the sun god. Screams of the terrified sailors made Zorin cringe. Dabria raised her own hand up as she gripped her goat's horn necklace in the other.
2: Dark one, cloud and blind her.
1: What is...
0: A green cloud of toxic fumes formed around the dead captain. Dash took aim with a single glowing arrow. The flames died as she brought a globe of shimmering purple energy around her body, shielding her. She reached out a slimy, parchment-like hand and yanked the arrow from her shoulder. The waterlogged and molded wool of the jacket didn't present any resistance to this action. Glared back in the clouded, cruel eyes. You, you. As Dabria began to chant for another spell, Zorin followed the intense gaze of the captain back to Bash's wide eyes. You, no. No. It's, it's not, not possible. Bash stared in awe at the hag before him. It was as though she'd leapt straight off the musty old pages of a forgotten storybook, left to collect dust somewhere back home. The disrupted sea lashed about the ship, its salty waters sprinkling across his lightly bearded cheeks like soft rainfall. The smell of the briny water pulled his mind away from the ship to a time of his youth. Grandfather? Vash remembered the memory as if it had only happened yesterday. He had climbed up on some rickety old railing that lined the steep rocky path he and his grandfather had been walking on. The wooden beams were worn smooth from years of being a handhold as the path inclined upward to the summit of his favorite hill. The seabirds could be heard along with his grandfather's breath as they rounded the top to stand on a dirt patch surrounded by deep green grasses and moss-covered stones. They loved this place. They loved spending time there together. It gave the most perfect view of Foxglove Bay and the docks of Redvale below. Vash climbed onto the railing to sit, feeling the soft breeze in his dark hair. He felt the cord of the small shortbow over his shoulder absently in thought. His old shortbow. Yes, my boy. Um. Vash paused Trying to think of his next words Juno, his mentor at the manor Encouraged him to ask this question of his grandfather But old Leonard Silverbrand had a history of power Though his daughter, Shay Had taken over the running of the house and manor He still carried a certain awe about him Deep brown skin with a thin silver mustache That was meticulously trimmed to the upper lip Twisted slightly "'as his icy blue eyes looked at the young man. (laughs) "'Lost your nerve, eh? "'Must not have been too important.
2: "'Uh, can you tell me the story of Foxboat Bay?
1: "'Well, I think you're a little too young
0: for that story. "'And that's my final word.' "'Leonard turned away, "'hiding the slight smile at stoking his grandson's ire. "'At this, the young Vash furrowed his dark eyebrows.' hopping off the railing to face his grandfather, nosebleed, trying to stand taller than he actually was.
2: That's what you always say. I'm old enough now. Tell me. Please?
1: Hmm. I'm not too sure. It's a terrifying
0: tale. Too scary for some folks. Not me. Vash stomped his foot proudly, which caused his grandfather to chuckle with amusement. Vash's facial expression shifted from pride to pure annoyance.
2: I like scary tales.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) Calm yourself, child. I will tell you the story while we walk. His grandfather offered his hand. Okay. Which Vash took in excitement as they continued down the road towards the busy docks. It was Friday, he remembered. The day when the fishermen returned with their catch, but also when the expeditions were set to return from Dragonclaw Island. The tale begins where
1: it always does for us, Silverbrands, on the vast seas. It was the War of the Stone, and word traveled fast of a terrible and vicious pirate who assisted the Dark One and his armies by leading his navy to carry out harsh, dark deeds. Her name was Andorra, Andorra Foxglove. Our ancestors caught word that her vessel had been spotted in the harbor and wasted no time to meet her on those frigid waters. Menacing dark clouds began circling her ship as they approached. A green glow was inside the clouds. Remember what I told you about that, right? Hail. Good boy, Vash. Yes, hail. But this was sinister and almost moved on its own devilish path. As the sky grew dark, flashes of lightning cracked through the clouds, and the waters became unsettled. It suddenly became very clear to us silverbrands that evil magic
0: was at play. Vash looked up at his grandfather, his eyes wide and twinkling with excitement. He imagined himself on that ship, sailing into the storm. He imagined his hair whipping in the wind and the adrenaline rush as he prepared for a battle that would change history. Flaming ballista
1: rocketed between the two vessels, wood cracking and shards flying into the wind. Blood dyeing the waters red. As the two sides fought, they saw her, that terrible pirate queen. She stood on the highest mast of her ship, chanting in an evil language. And as she chanted, the clouds began to pour. The longer and more intense her chants, the harder the rain and hail came down. As the rain soaked the queen, her beauty began to wash away. Her skin took on a murky green hue, and her hair darkened, eventually becoming a sopping mop of kelp. Before their eyes, she transformed into the sea hag. She raised her unnaturally elongated fingers into the sky and screeched the word, Rise!
0: Without realizing it, Vash was squeezing his grandfather's hands so tightly that his fingers were turning white. He smiled down at the young bash.
2: (laughs) I need to know how it ends, please.
1: (laughs) If you say so. Now, where was I? Ah, yes. The waters below them slowly began to rise. As the lightning flashed in the sky, it said that you could see the silhouette of a massive creature beginning to pull itself to the surface. But our ancestors knew they couldn't allow that to happen. Little did the hag know... They had a trick up their sleeves. They called on an ancient being of their own, using a conch shell, a magical conch shell. The waters shifted once more, circling the terrifying creature just below the surface. A maelstrom pulling it back down to the depths, and the sea hag and her ship were dragged down with it. For good measure, before the ship sank to that last mast, the hag's heart was pierced by a thrown spear... And her last goggled breaths were spent cursing the Silverbrand name, vowing to slay them and their heirs, destroying the Silverbrands for
0: good. As they finally made their trip to the docks, Vash let go of his grandfather's hand, running to the edge of the water. He stared out at the waves, smiling wide.
2: Wow. Did we really do that? Did we really take down an evil sea hag queen?
0: No. It's just a fairy tale, child. Passed down through our family. His eyes found the line where the sky and sea met, and he couldn't help but wonder what else was out there. He was certain that he, too, could find amazing adventures, just like in his grandfather's stories. But it's always wise to regard all fairy tales, at least a little bit, as warnings. Warnings. The screamed in horror as a rogue wave slammed across the deck, washing the living and dead light to swim in the deep green, frothing tide. They were sinking. Enjoy and
1: All hands, in ship. Come on, Captain. No.
0: picked up the captain in one arm as he protested. The old captain in disbelief was carried swiftly through a ship's boat clinging to one side. He shouted up to the familiar sailor in the rigging. Hey, okay.
1: this way. Zoran, get your friends out of here.
0: The possibilities raced through Zoran's mind. They ran, but she just chased us. it, go! You idiot! There's only one boat! Come on! Zorn heeded the voice of his blade in his mind, and looked across the deck of the Sea Hag ship. There, swinging from the opposite side, of what appeared to be a very weathered, and possibly seaworthy boat. I told you, you big dumb ox. <laughs> we got this. Okay, okay. listen. <laughs> he held up his arm, which ended in three blades of the trident he wore in place of his hand. Looking on her. Saluting Zoran one last time, he and the remaining crew made preparations to drop their boat into the icy water, taking their chances with the Raging Sea. (laughs) Una drew her spear close and using it to focus her spell, slammed it to the deck sending a shockwave out and knocking waves of the undead back towards their own twisted ship. Hey, everyone! All of you! We gotta go! Zoran pointed at the opposite side of the towering vessel. Sophie saw the signal and grabbed Scottmere's collar as he chopped into another dead sailor's hip. Yeah. Die, you little... Gotta go, short stuff! Una, Sophie, and Scottmere ran along the flank of the crawling undead horde and to the broken mainmast, now serving as a twisted gangplank, to the deck of the Sea Hatch. As they ran upwards, they barreled through a few crawling, rotten corpses that had found their way to this path. At the same time, Dabria Bash and Zora ran parallel to them on the yardarm above the deck of the Sun God, and leapt down to the deck of the taller ship of their adversary, landing next to their friends.
2: Go! She's mine!
0: Gah! Lightning rocketed up from Dabria's outstretched hand as the twisted captain stepped out the way.
2: Time to dance with the ferrymen. Do give
0: him my dog. <laughs> clap rolled out, throwing everyone to the deck of the ship, their ears ringing and dazed. Zorin heard Lorda. one voice call out. Zorin,
2: you. Zorin, listen to me. Vash yeah. must call her name.
0: Vash, oh. say it. Say what? Her name.
2: What? What
0: name? How do you just do it? Bash stood up and looked at her sneering, kelp and barnacle-lined face. The rotten felt of the once-proud captain's clothes clung to her putrid frame and was topped by a ruined black and navy tricolor. There was no mistaking his mind. Yes, there you are, my son.
2: Come to <laughs> mommy. <him.
1: laughs>
2: Endora! Endora!
0: What? Endora Foxglove! Be gone!
2: Run to the boat!
0: The deck heaved and splintered as Endora dropped to her knees at the sound of her own name. A name she hadn't heard in over 1500 years. She was reminded of the life before the seas, before it was taken, before she became... this. Nostalgia was replaced by cold, hard hate as her ship was driven under the waves again. The companions jumped into the creaking ship's boat as it careened into the waves. gray and midnight planks of the boat slapped the waves hard with a splash as they hit the water, free of its mooring on the ship, just as the deck of the giant ship slipped below the waves. The sky started to clear.
2: Watch out! The mast!
0: They paddled quickly out of the way of the sails as they followed the ship below the water. The dragon's wings of the long beams cut into the calming waves, disappearing into nothingness. The sky was still cloudy, but calm. As were the waves.
2: Um, friend of yours? (laughs) I'm assuming, Vash, that wasn't a Thieves' language on the wall or on the book. Whoa. What are you hiding? Whoa.
0: Dabria, I...
2: I promise. I owe you all an explanation. Oh. Oh. What? Really? And he's out cold. Well. Great.
0: That'll have to wait. Okay, so where. Oh, As the world calmed around them. Vash passed out in the center of a creaky boat. Resolved they wouldn't be getting an answer for a while, Zoran looked in dread at the vast, empty ocean. woke with a start, trying to get a grip on his surroundings. It was pitch black, and he felt wood beneath him, creaking, rocking. He quickly came to realize he was in a moving wagon. He struggled to focus his eyes to try and make out anything in the darkness. Cordelia! He called out, panic flaring in his chest as the fog from his mind cleared, and he realized he had no idea where she was. He was calmed quickly, however, hearing a a form shift in the darkness and feeling her shoulder bump into his to signal she was there. Shh, listen. Benedict was confused at first, but put his trust in his cousin's judgment. Initially, he could only hear the creaking of the wagon as it tumbled down a dirt road, he assumed, and the occasional nicker of a horse. What eventually followed were sounds Benedict could not quite place. The only way he'd be able to describe it was as fibers from a damp cloth slowly stretching and tearing, along with the cracking and breaking of sticks and guttural growls. Cordelia pressed herself to her cousin for comfort.
2: What is happening?
0: I don't know. And that's when the howling began. The first howl echoed farther down the road, starting a chain reaction. Others were just on the other side of the cart. The horses got louder too with nervous neighs, but they didn't spook enough to stop or go off on a frenzy. As if they had been conditioned to this. Neither of them slept. As the howling growls and yips continued all around them throughout the night but as the night faded and the sun rose so did the noises of the creatures
1: please please please
0: and soon they were completely silent please days and nights went by only marked in time by when they fell asleep, or felt the slimy end of some stewed meat, or the polished end of a wineskin touch their chapped lips. Twice between rests, they were prisoners now.
1: <sighs>
2: what is that?
0: Cordelia shifted as she began hearing livestock and crowds of people and smelled roasting meat and stew over the wet mud and snow of this remote place. Her stomach screamed at her for leaving it empty. Weeks. It had to have been weeks since she'd heard civilization, though they weren't starved. They ate much less than they were used to due to this grueling pace they had kept. (sighs) Crawling, her unused muscles painfully objected as they creaked to sit up. Rubbing one side of her face, the time-loosened blindfold slipped down slightly, allowing one eye to see. Light shot like daggers in her head. She took a glance through one of the slits in the wood and was not prepared for what she saw.
2: Uh. (sighs) Oh... Oh, no. Benedict. What? Benedict, look. Ooh. Here. Set up a little. Over. Here. You decide to... Here, let me... Wait. I'll help you. Uh. Uh.
1: Thanks. Uh.
0: Benedict's eye was soon freed, and that morning sunlight was piercing. His as well. Not so far distant dark menacing spires rose towards the sky the base of a massive citadel dropping into the rocky cliffs a few miles away looming over the small village they're being pulled into benedict's heart sank yes.
1: is that the it has to be
0: The Obsidian Fortress. Appearing in this episode, Benedict the Paladin, Brian Dowling, Captain Trisket of the Sun God, Daniel Nichols, Cordelia the Fire Mage, Jolene Fresquez, Dabria, the Death Cleric, JD Munoz, Endora Foxglove, the Sea Hag, Genevieve Jonay Grandpa Silverbrand Steve Rausch Jolith, The First Maid of the Sun God Matthew Bianchi Scottmere The Dwarven Berserker Colton Jansen Sophie The Swordmaster Sarah Jenkins The Final Word Enchanted Sword of Zoran's Hilly Munoz Una The Seer Becky Ashley Vash Silverbrand the Archer and Smuggler, Barrett Giant, Young Vash Silverbrand, Jesse Davis, Zoran, the Swashbuckler, Cody Miller, and Keldor, the narrator, Mike Ashley. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons. Please join us in thanking our magnificent cast for their performance and their full list to be found in the show notes. If you'd like a sticker from the show, Please leave a review on any podcasting platform and send a screenshot to dm at dicetowertheatre.com with a mailing address we can send it to. In the next episode, Benedict and Cordelia have been kidnapped and taken far to the other side of the Glen in the shadow of the Obsidian Fortress. What horrors await our friends Turned prisoners in the epicenter of Lord Palace's Dark Army. Until next time, dear adventurers, stay safe and remember to...